Welcome to After Dark with Robin and Andrew on America Out Loud, available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or Pandora. Or head on over to the website americaoutloud.com and check out the articles and podcasts. And please share those on social media. Thousands of articles and podcasts up on americaoutloud.com. You guys do not want to miss it if you have not been there already. You know, Rob, there's a lot in the news going on in the world today. Uh, Just recently, we've had that big mass shooting in Brooklyn. Uh, the subway station, things are dangerous on the streets of New York. But the big story heading into the midterms in 2022 is Joe Biden and his decline that we've seen, his mental decline over the past several years. And you just look at the results of his presidencies thus far. It has just been an absolute disaster. I mean, you look at this inflation. We've been talking about it since our show started here on America Out Loud a year ago. We've been talking about how much the prices of everything has went up under Joe Biden. And here we have it a year into his presidency, a little bit over it. And he is blaming Russia for inflation in the war in Ukraine, which leads me to my next point that I believe the Democrats and Joe Biden want to keep this war going on in Ukraine as long as possible, because basically they're using it as a scapegoat right now for all of their excuses um, and to not take any accountability for Joe Biden and his disastrous policies, these green policies. We've seen it. The price of gas goes up. It was already up before Russia and Ukraine started their war. And I don't think uh, Joe Biden is going to have as much success blaming Russia as he thinks he's going to have. I think the American people are smart to it. Rob, what are your thoughts? Failed, frailed, fragile, and feeble. The four Fs, that's my thoughts. This guy is, com- is a complete disaster. The media has been trying to cover for him. I don't know why. The world knows it. Everyone sees it. Even Saudi Arabia just came out with their own take of Joe Biden. Now, our media won't touch it. Our comedians won't touch it. They can make fun of everybody else but Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. But go and Google Saudi Arabia making fun of Joe Biden. And it's not that they're just, it's just like making it up. They are pointing out that he has failed, he's frail, he's fragile, and he's feeble. They have him forgetting who he is, forgetting who Kamala is, falling asleep, looking confused, being confused. These are all things that we see on a daily basis whenever they roll this guy out. We're not just making this stuff up like they said. It is evident. And when you have a country like Saudi Arabia, the same country that refused to take his call when Russia invaded Ukraine and he wanted to call them and say, oh, pump out more oil. And they say, oh, no, we're not doing that. Don't even think about it. They did not take his call. To this day, they haven't taken his call. The media has downplayed it. CNN, the Washington Post, the New York Times, all of the network stations, they won't even talk about it. But we know, we see it. They have not taken his call. And why? Because they know that he's a choke artist. He's failed, frail, fragile, and feeble. So they can try to hide it and say, oh, no, he has a stutter problem a speech impediment issue. 
statement. The cat's out the bag. The cat is out of the bag. The world knows what's going on here. Joe is out of his league. He should not be in office. And as we've said on previous shows, we have to be careful with what we hope for, what we're wishing to happen. Because if Joe goes, we're left with Kamala. If Kamala goes, we're left with Nancy Pelosi. She's also failed, frailed, fragile, and feeble. Now, the only saving grace we could have in this situation is that if we're able to hold out until 2022, and if we take back both of the houses, and then make President Trump, the former president, 45, the Speaker of the House, and not Kevin McCarthy, who's not ready for that particular position. He doesn't know how to fight. I know that he's on all of the different shows talking and people, oh my God, this guy, we're going to take back the House. No, he's not ready for it. They should push back and say, we want Donald Trump. Once Donald Trump is there, impeach Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and Nancy Pelosi. Well, we won't even have to worry about Nancy Pelosi in that instance because Trump would be the Speaker of the House. And according to the Constitution, once the president is gone, in this case, the resident, and his vice, the Speaker of the House becomes the president. Think about it. That's what should happen. Trump would assume the role that he should be in currently. And then we could start putting this whole thing back together again and cleaning it up. Now, I know a lot of you are saying, but yeah, but they're attacking Trump right now. They are. And if you notice, Andrew, every time something negative comes out about the Democrats or about Joe Biden, the media comes out with the story, well, look at what's happening to President Trump. Ivanka Trump and Jared Trump, they're now speaking with the Jan 6 committee. And they were talking to them for five hours. And they probably said something that's truly going to get Trump in trouble. They've said what? I wish people would wake up and realize that what's happening is not constitutional. They have already impeached Trump for Jan 6, and it didn't work. So now this is their last, I want to say this is their last effort in trying to indict him on these flimsy charges again. And that's the reason why they want Merrick Garland in charge, because they want Merrick Garland to do it so that it can stick and like, okay, he's done it. Now, now we've got to find him guilty. It won't work. Give it up. Give it up, Letitia James. You're busy trying to get some woke activist judge to go along with your weak case to indict him over he messed up on his tax returns. And we want to really look at this because there's something here. This man has been investigated. And every time they've said there's no there, there, no, they want to make a there, there, there. If Letitia James was worth her position as an attorney general of New York City, She would have gone after Brian Benjamin, lieutenant governor of New York City. She would have gone after him and already found him guilty. And she would have said, look, there was bribery going on when you were running for lieutenant governor. But she didn't do it. So what had to happen? Someone else had to do her job for her because she could not do her job because she's busy trying to go after President Trump. She's trying to do the bidding of the left. Why? Why can't she do her job? If she was doing her job, we wouldn't have the crime wave that we have right now in New York City. She would work with the DA of New York City 
and say, look, we got to get this under control. What's happening here? But they're not doing it. They're focusing all their efforts on one man whom they've been impeached twice. They're constantly investigating because they're trying to make up stuff. Yeah. And how convenient that this um, shooting happens. Obviously, it's very tragic that uh, all these people were shot on the Brooklyn subway. But it happened on the same exact day that we find out that there's this corruption case with uh, Kathy Hochul's uh, lieutenant governor. And we're seeing that play out now that the lieutenant governor has resigned and is going to try and defend himself in court, apparently from going to prison. But that's where the media coverage should be focusing on. Instead, um, unfortunately, we had this unfortunate incident on the subway. Well, that's who I'm talking about, Brian Benjamin. Right. The lieutenant governor. He's since resigned, like you said. Now, if there was no tread of truth in what he was saying, he would still be there. But you know what, Andrew? You know what I think? Hochul knew that this guy was damaged goods. She knew it. And she decided to go ahead and make him the attorney general. Now, this was all part of the woke crowd. She had no choice but to do it because she wanted to satisfy black people. She wanted to satisfy all the individuals who are saying, well, put a black man. So she knew he was damaged goods. So she didn't pick Jemani Williams, who's running for governor also. She picked Brian Benjamin, knowing that if I pick him, I know that he's damaged goods. Now, here's the other kicker, Andrew. You're saying that this shooting in New York City happened the same day that this guy was uh, indicted, arrested, and indicted. Now, I don't know if there's much to this. I'm surprised that he was even arrested, indicted one thing, but arrested. There's something else behind this. Now, the same time that this happened, Andrew, she appeared on our local TV station to talk about COVID, to talk about her move to help this billionaire secure another football stadium. All of this happened at the same time. So while she was on TV talking about this, they were already arresting Brian Benjamin. Don't tell me that this is not connected. She knew exactly what was happening. She was conveniently out of Albany. The guy is arrested. We have the shooting on the New York City subway, and she's conveniently there to give a press conference. Go figure. Yeah, and I, I'm not a New Yorker, so I don't know. I don't see much of Kathy Hochul, but I saw her uh, the other day when she was talking about that shooting. And man, her public speaking skills are just absolutely horrible. It's just always surprising to me when someone can get to office in a state like New York with so many people, so many loudmouth people in the state of New York, and that someone like Kathy Hochul can rise to the top and become governor with such bad public speaking skills. Well, here's the thing, Andrew. She would have never been there, uh, apparently. That's the reason why I said this is all this stuff is all set up. Joe Biden, they put her in that position or got Toad Cuomo, keep her as your lieutenant governor or what have you. Uh, she's always been out and about doing different things. And a lot of people liked her as a lieutenant governor. Now, when Joe Biden became president, she apparently reached out to him and said, I want a position in your White House. But they told her, no, sit tight. Sit tight. No, I don't know if the sit tight meant that we're taking him out anyway, meeting Andrew Cuomo. So you'll be moving up. So just sit tight. So she sat tight. She moved up. Folks in New York City do not see her as being the governor. They don't see her as being governor material. But of course, she was able to assail up the ranks because Cuomo resigned 
she moves up, making her the first female governor of New York City. The left is all into first. So she became the first. We've got the first attorney general who happens to be a black woman, Letitia James. We have the first DA, Alvin Bragg. We have the first lieutenant governor, Brian Benjamin. But when you look around you, you look at the city, it's in disarray. We got the, uh, the second black mayor, uh, Eric Adams, who has COVID. They, all this stuff is happening under their watch. All of these minorities, let's just be honest, all of these minorities and look at New York City in shambles. And then at the very top, all the way at the top, you have an old decrepit white man who, is, who has failed, he's frail, he's fragile, and he's feeble. And we got Saudi Arabia making fun of him. Go imagine. But President Trump, oh, we don't like him. He sends out mean tweets. He hurts my feelings. We have a nation full of babies, a nation whose feelings are hurt with the drop of a dime. They need a safe space. But as you said, Andrew, in your opening, look at inflation, a 40-year high. You have Ken Lagone, one of the founders of Home Depot, saying that Biden is the worst president ever, worse than Jimmy Carter. Trump came out and said uh, this weekend that if you combine all the worst presidents in the United States, nothing would equal Joe Biden. And the media looks the other way. And Barack Obama is the former president, and he still said that. Barack Obama, the worst, one of the worst also. He has done absolutely nothing. I think we spoke about that on our show, the return of the king, Barack Obama, who turned his back on Joe Biden. Was Joe Biden, he was trying to, Joe Biden was trying to get his, his attention when he returned to the White House to celebrate the Affordable Health Care Act. Everybody knows that Joe is toast. Everybody knows that Joe is feeble. Joe came out the other day and gave a speech in Iowa. It looks like a bird had pooped on his jacket. The media will say absolutely nothing about it. But when Mike Pence went out to speak, they all talked about a fly flying around him and they made jokes about it. But Biden stands there making a speech, looks like Bert just crapped on his jacket and don't don't say anything about it because we've got to make him look presidential. The man could not make a complete sentence without fumbling and mumbling, stumbling and mumbling. And they say it's a speech impediment problem. It is not a speech impediment problem. It is a senility problem. A problem that Saudi Arabia has recognized, Andrew. Yeah, and to give Barack Obama just a slight bit of credit, he recognized this. He knows that Joe Biden is senile. If you remember, during the presidential campaign, Joe Biden desperately wanted Barack Obama's endorsement, and it, it never came. Barack Obama did not endorse Joe Biden until Joe Biden was the only candidate left running for the Democrats. Um, So even Barack Obama knows that Joe Biden is senile. I mean, anyone with a set of eyes and ears could figure that out in a matter of minutes of being around the man. Well, like I said, Saudi Arabia has definitely figured it out. And they're making fun of it. Saturday Night Live, they won't touch it, but they, they had Alec Baldwin making fun of Trump for four years. Here you have Biden that you can legitimately make fun of and they won't even touch it. And not only that, they made, they have made fun of every other president. Why won't they touch Joe Biden? Because they know that if they were to make fun of him, it would be art imitating real life. Because Joe is, as I said, he has failed, he's frail, he's fragile, and he's feeble. Feeble, plain and simple, Andrew. 
Yes, the same Alec Baldwin that's killed more people than all of the January 6th protesters combined was out there making fun of President Trump every week with his bad impressions, and they made people sit through it. And as we figured, uh, Saturday Night Live are liberal hacks, and they're not doing the same to Joe Biden, even though there should be so much material because the guy is just a walking disaster. You're tuned in to After Dark with Rob and Andrew, available on America Out Loud via iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher. Your Apple Podcasts or download the America Out Loud app to keep track of all the great shows. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. You've been in that situation. The person next to you is sniffling or worse yet, <coughs> coughing. Flu, cold, and coronaviruses are everywhere. Wouldn't it be great if you had a way to reduce these threats with an invisible mask as an additional layer of protection? Sold by hundreds of pharmacists and medical doctors, our American-made povidone iodine antiviral nasal spray, Cofix RX, lasts for hours deactivating viruses and germs while protecting you from airborne pathogens that make us sick. America Out Loud listeners get 20% off. Use Cofix RX while in large groups, while traveling, or for any other type of high-risk situation as an additional layer of protection. To help reduce your likelihood of catching a cold, the flu, or SARS-CoV-2 viruses. Right now, America Out Loud listeners get 20% off of all orders. Click our banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. People often ask me, Malcolm, how do we fight the corruption? Robert Frost has said it best. Freedom lies in being bold. Well, for six incredible years, Bold is America Out Loud. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. You know, Rob, there's nothing like going on air and you've got the hiccups to start the show. Uh, we're back here on After Dark with Rob and Andrew. And uh, you might have noticed I had a little uh, hiccup uh, spell at the opening of the show, but uh, I made it through it and we had a lively discussion and uh, we're ready for part two. Hey, man, that's what that was. I thought that you were getting all choked up talking about Joe Biden and his incompetence. I thought you were like trying to hold back your laughs. I noticed that there was like a you would come in, you would come out and I'm like. Oh, my God. Is he laughing about this guy? <laughs> because, you know, you got to laugh about it. And I don't know if you guys saw the uh, again, I'll mention this. saw Saudi Arabia's uh, take on Joe Biden. Did you see that, Andrew, their video? I have not seen it yet. Man, you've got seriously, you've got to look at it. I- I'm going to send you the link right now. I thought I sent it to you earlier today. It's embedded in the story. Uh, it's a link from India. If you were to go on, if you look at Newsweek, they probably won't show all of it. But Fox News, I mean, Fox New York Post had it. You have got to look at this. This is so unbelievable. It's unbelievable in that it's so real. And the left, like I said, they don't want to touch it. But to have Saudi Arabia to talk about this or to show it, to demonstrate it, I'm thinking, they're they're a whole lot better than uh than Saturday Night Live and the characters that they had that were mimicking. Yep, I'm gonna send it to you right now. It's a business uh, insider. You've got to look at this. It is hilarious. Saturday Night Live. They won't touch it because they're so busy trying to defend Joe Biden. Like, why is it that everyone feels as if though they need to defend this guy? 
He's a clown. He is a complete clown. He is, he again, failed, frail, fragile, and feeble. And I'm trying to think of another F word to include in it. Now, there is one that Obama had used saying that, hey, never underestimate Joe's ability to F things up. <laughs> and I'm, I won't say that, but Obama did say it. And you just alluded to that when we were going to break, Andrew, that Obama said this. And also, like you said, I had forgotten all about it, that it took Obama a long time before he would endorse Joe Biden during the primaries. And, what, and everyone knew about it. Everyone knew that Obama was waiting because he didn't want to endorse a candidate who would lose. Because if you also remember, before that election, you had Stacey Abrams running for governor of Georgia. She lost. You had this other character who was running for governor of Florida, and he lost. And Obama had endorsed them all. The media will play this down. They would not tell you. But they are really big on trying to say, oh, Trump endorsed this person and this person didn't make it. Oh, look at all these people that Trump is endorsing. He's going to lose his hold on the Republican Party. It's like he's not losing his hold on the Republican Party simply because someone lost the election. Now, I'm sure he wouldn't like that. He would want the person to win if he endorsed them. But the media want you to think that if the person doesn't win, Trump has lost his grip on the Republican Party. No, that's rhinos saying that. Rhinos want you to think that. Because if Trump's candidate didn't win, more than likely, the left cheated. Yes, I'm going to go that far and say it. Because anyone right now at this stage of the game who's looking at the state of affairs of our great country and would vote for a Democrat or a liberal, you are insane. I don't care how many times you say you dislike Trump. You can dislike Trump. You can dislike his candidates. But you need to focus in on if the left gets it, we don't have a country. Literally, Andrew, we don't have a country. The country's being destroyed. That leads me to Al Sharpton and Joe Scarborough. They're coming out and they're now calling out liberal elitists and limousine liberals. Now, this is not the right calling them this. These are progressive liberals talking about their own party. Joe Scarborough has a word to all of these woke white people saying, you guys don't understand. You don't understand black people. And the reason why they're saying this is that they see that Joe Biden does not have the support of black people. And I hope it continues along that line because black people need to wake up. Joe Scarborough and Al Sharpton are even saying that black people are more conservative when it comes to issues, at home issues, kitchen table issues than woke white liberals. This is, Joe Bro this is Joe Scarborough and Al Sharpton. They're saying that black people are more conservative, Indians are more conservative, Asians are more conservative, and Chinese. Now, Chinese and Indians are one and the same. They're all Asians. But they were trying to spell it out, that they're more conservative than these woke white liberals. Because see, these woke white liberals, who are happen to be limousine liberals, they have all this money, They'll sit there and complain, bitch and moan, and they'll vote for Democrats, seeing that the world around them is crashing. But they'll still complain, thinking that they're doing Black people a favor. Oh, and they also said that Hispanics, we all know that Hispanics are more conservative because we've had guests to come on our show who are running for office, and they've said, uh-uh, Hispanics are extremely conservative. But they want you to think 
the folks on Twitter want you to think that black people are not conservatives, but now they're coming out and they're saying, we can't sustain this. This is crazy. This is crazy land what they're putting us through. So when you have the likes of Al Sharpton, the biggest race pusher who has divided the country with rainbow coalition, taking money from all these woke white liberals. And now they see that, oops, we're losing here. Black people don't like this. Then they want to come out and call out these woke liberals because in the suburban area, a lot of the moms are saying, what the hell did we do voting for Joe Biden? Now, I know that some of them probably didn't vote for Joe Biden. Some of them probably set out, but somehow mysteriously, their votes went toward Joe Biden. And when I say mysteriously, I think people voted who should not have voted. I don't care what attorney, uh, former Attorney General Bill Barr says. I don't care what the polls say. People cheated, plain and simple. And yes, there were enough for us to look at this and say, we need to look at this election. We have different states that are coming out now saying, wait, people voted who shouldn't have voted. And I don't care, Andrew, if it was one vote that was cast wrong in error. The election was jeopardized, the integrity of the election. And if you have all these countries like France who can go and vote and tell you who the winner is that day, and we're the United States of America, and we have to wait weeks and months to tell you who won? No, come on, folks. That's, that's smoke, smoke, uh, mirrors and smokescreen. They're lying to you. That's called we're getting ready to cheat. As we said the other night on the show, they're rolling back out Dr. Fracci to talk about the new COVID virus. It's all a setup to say, oh, we've got to do mail-in ballots so that we can cheat again. You have Democrats already saying, if we don't win this November, we know that they cheated. I pray to God, Andrew, that Republicans have a good election attorney who's ready to go to battle because November 2022 will be a battle. You will have the LGBTQ ABC group that are gunning for our children. I mean, man, they're all out there full throttle, ready to teach our kids that you can make up your sex. I saw a picture, a video the other day of a teacher telling kids that when you're born, doctors will look at you and make a guess as to what gender you are. Have you seen that video, Andrew? I haven't seen that one. You, you got to see it. It's sad. This teacher is actually telling kids that when you're born, doctors will look at you and make a guess as to what gender you are. And that in his instance, and that doctors sometimes would make mistakes as they did with him. Because when they looked at him, they said that he was a little girl when in actuality, he was a boy. This is being taught in our schools. How in the heck is our government allowing this, that you could make up your gender? And, and it gets worse than that. You have kids that are going to school knowing that I'm a little boy, I'm a little girl, but then you have teachers. These teachers are part of the LGBTQ community. And as I told you before, one of the largest teachers union, the president is Randy Weingartner. She's a lesbian. She has no incentive to follow the science and say, when you're born, you're a boy, you're a girl. She has no incentive to support that at all. No incentive whatsoever. It's in her favor to push sex education, teaching kids that you can make up your gender. It is in her best interest, 
Yes, I'm saying this. Yes, I'm going to call it out. And I think more people that are running for office should call her out. She should not be over the teachers union. We need to pull her down. Why is she there putting out disinformation? And Twitter allows this. And if you go on and say, that's not so, they will kick you off. Our friend of the show, Juanita Broderick, we're working on bringing her on, was recently kicked off Twitter for questioning the COVID vaccine. Kicked off Twitter. Disinformation. Well, what about the disinformation that's still there with them saying that if you get both shots and the booster and then another booster, you won't get COVID. Yet still, Biden's press secretary, White House secretary rather, Jim Psaki, has been tested two shots and a booster, and she just got over COVID again after having it twice. Nancy Pelosi just recently caught it. She's probably getting over it now. Why is that? Why is it that people who've been boosted, tested, and given all these shots are still getting COVID? Is it a possibility that what Juanita Broderick was saying and so many others, that the shots just don't work? Look at China. Look at Shanghai. They have shut down the city. People are locked in their homes, Andrew, because COVID is still on the rampage. But they're still, they're still pushing this vaccine. I'm not saying the vaccine is bad. If you're of a certain age, you have a medical condition, you should get the vaccine. I got the vaccine, both vaccines. Did not get the booster. And you know what? I still got COVID. Why don't we accept the facts that the vaccine has its purposes, but vaccines and lockdowns, it's just not going to keep this virus from coming out. But they won't say it, Andrew, because they, again, they want to protect Mr. Failed, frail, fragile, and feeble Joe Biden. Yeah, and you know that egomaniac Fauci is just dying uh, for a big comeback on television. He misses his fame and uh, him being the discussion of the news. The guy absolutely loved it when uh, everyone was lauding him as some kind of hero. And now the American people, I think, see through it for the most part. They see through it. They see through all of the smoke screens and they're trying to speak out about it. But when they do, they are shut down. And this is this thing that is so scary. And Andrew, this is the reason why, when a lot of people found out that Elon Musk had bought and joined the board of Twitter, there was like a hooray because they were thinking, finally, we can get free speech back out there. But then he backed off and said, I'm off the board. And then the CEO of Twitter, this agro Indian guy, Agro's Paragol, or whatever he calls himself, I mean, they were ecstatic then. Oh, he's off the board. But then they thought about it. This could be a hostile takeover. I do hope he takes over. Now, he's a bit eccentric, so we don't know what he will do. But why should we wait for him? And we've said this before, Andrew. There are so many other billionaires, conservative billionaires, that could come together, put together a consortium, and buy into Twitter and shut it down. Yeah, you you're have absolutely- to keep it. Absolutely right. And did you see that there's already some uh, liberal Twitter stockholders that are suing Elon Musk for um, hiding or for not disclosing the fact that he bought those shares of Twitter uh, for several days? I saw that. Yeah, I saw it. Now, in an ideal world, in the right world, this would mount to nothing. But you have a lot of activist judges that are out there 
that would look at this and say, oh, let it go forward. Let's take it to court. And then when it goes to court, you have a lot of liberal juries that are out there. I mean, I am skeptical about everything in this country right now, Andrew. And I will be until November 22 after the election. And if we're able to take the House and the Senate, we have to, we have no other choice. And then once it happens, we've got to look at 2024 at the presidency. And we again, we've got to maintain that hold because when we do, we have got to put in judges that are activists because wherever you look now, they're all activist judges and we can't wait because here's the problem. Let's say we take back both houses. Biden can still nominate different judges. Now, if we have both houses, they can refuse to uh, vote them in. So if we keep both houses, 2024, we get a Republican president. He can then nominate judges with both houses, and then they will go through. And we have got to nominate judges who aren't rhinos. We've got to nominate judges who we know beyond a reasonable doubt will hold the line. Because unfortunately, we found, we're finding out now that there are some judges who were conservatives. They're teetotaling. They're like straddling the fence. We don't need that at all. Now, I know someone would say, yeah, but I thought judges should just, they shouldn't be political. They should, right, they shouldn't be. But you've got a lot of judges that are out there that are conservatives. You've got a lot of judges that are out there that are misguided. I mean, look at this woman who doesn't know she's a woman, Kachanji Brown Jackson. I guess I should say this thing because she herself admitted that she couldn't define a woman. It's dangerous, Andrew. It is dangerous. I mean, so we've got to put people that are there that are going to do the right thing. And now that we see that the liberals are sounding the alarm, Joe Scarborough, Al Sharpton, calling out the liberal elitists and limousine liberals saying, oh, wait a minute, guys, you know, black people and, and Indians and Asians and uh, Hispanics, they're, they're really conservative because they see now that people are tired of this BS. But although they're tired, Andrew, we have to be careful. Because yet and still, you have the gay agenda. It is real, folks. The gay agenda is real. I am sounding the alarm in all the school systems. You have New Jersey. This fall, they will start teaching kids as early as kindergarten about sex education. Why would they do it at such a young age? Because they are trying to put propaganda in their minds. This stuff is real. CRT is real. The gay agenda is real. They see an opening. And they are walking through. Like I said, Randy Weingartner, we have got to remove her from the top of the teachers union. We've got to remove her because she is no good. She is a threat. She is a cancer. And we have got to eradicate all these people and force them back underground. Yes, I said it. Force them back underground, push them back underground and keep them there. Because all this stuff that is coming out right now, it is extremely dangerous. You don't know a man from a woman, you don't know a boy from a girl, and you can just make it up. This is all happening under Joe Biden's watch, and the left is elated, they are ecstatic because they want the country to be confused. Think back of the Romans. Look at what happened to them. Drinking and merriment, and it fell down, the Roman Empire fell down. We will fall down also if we don't keep our eyes open, if we blink. We spoke about this once before in our show, Andrew. If we blink, we are doomed to fail, Andrew. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. Hey guys, I got a great product for you guys to check out. Head on over to HealthyCell.com if you're looking for better sleep, focus, and energy. Check out Healthy Cell, the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health. Healthy Cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. Absorb a healthier lifestyle with Healthy Cell's pill-free vitamins. Try out great products like REM Sleep, Immune Super Boost, or Focus and Recall. And the best part is if you use the promo code OUTLOUD, you can save 20% off your first order over at HealthyCell.com. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep can be infuriating. Your mind races. You toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's digital age makes it even harder. You're not alone with this struggle. Poor sleep affects over 70% of Americans. Even the Centers for Disease Control label insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. To take back your sleep, Healthy Cell has created REM Sleep, the only sleep supplement made to support all four stages of human sleep with calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support delivered in a patent-pending, pill-free, ultra-absorption microgel formula that tastes great. Fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deeply, and wake up refreshed with Healthy Cell's REM Sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. In today's world, there's no escaping the headlines filled with warnings about emerging viruses and dangerous superbugs. Genesis is the only technology that safely and effectively obliterates harmful pathogens both on the air and on surfaces. Genesis plus HOCL neutralize these threats to your environment in just seconds. Find out more about this amazing technology at genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a 15% discount. With Genesis, you'll be prepared for what's next. Okay, we are entering the final minutes of the show. And as we started out talking, we were saying that Biden is, has failed, he's frail, he's fragile, and he's feeble. And although the media is trying to cover up for him, they don't want to talk about it. Saudi Arabia, who refused to take his call to pump out more oil after Russia invaded Ukraine, they're going to talk about it, and rightfully so. Why shouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? We would talk about their leaders. No, it's unfortunate. I'm not bragging about it. No, and this is almost, Andrew, akin to when Trump said that Putin, man, this guy, he was clever in what he did. This is what I'm saying is almost akin to that. Okay. Trump wasn't necessarily saying, oh, I support Putin, but he was just saying, he was giving the guy credit and saying, look, it is what it is. And we've got to admit it. Why the left? Is trying to turn that into all Republicans supporting Putin. It's like, are you serious? We're coming out saying we need to defeat him. But they keep saying, oh, the Republicans, they're, they're supporting Putin. How stupid and ignorant is that? Just think about it. And I'm using those harsh terms because they are. They're stupid and they're ignorant. The left has no class. They don't have a message. And as one of the talking heads on Joe Scarborough said, we've got to make certain that we scare the voters. We've got to scare them. We've got to scare them. We've got to scare them. They are doing all that they can, all that they can to demonize Republicans. 
Republicans have never tried to demonize the Democrats the way they're trying to demonize us and make it seem as if though if you vote for Republicans, you're evil and you're racist and you support Putin and all these other bad things. It's like, no, why would you say something like that? And as I said in the show the other night, you got to give it to the Democrats with their messaging, although it's ridiculous, they're right on point. And they have managed to, to control the narrative. They have managed to define who Republicans are, unfortunately. And although their definition is wrong, they have still managed to do it, Andrew. They have managed to define us as being these evil people. And Democrats know that it's not true. But you have these young, impressionable voters that work at Twitter, work at Facebook, and all these other social media outfits that don't know the difference. They're confused. They are ignorant, okay, because they grew up not knowing the truth. They grew up with these woke teachers whom we've got to kick out of our educational system. We need more conservatives to come back into the classrooms so they can bring back into with them values, family values, and not all of this do what you want to do, say what you want to say, dress the way you want to dress, and look the way you want to look. We need to bring back family values, our core values. That's what this country was founded upon, Andrew, core values. We need to bring the American flag back into the classroom and take out the gay flag, burn it up, throw it away, put it in the trash can, and never let it come out again. Yes, I said it. We need to take that flag out of the classroom because it is a dangerous flag. It's extremely dangerous the way it's being used now. Take it out, get rid of it, rip it to shreds. Now, I'm not saying to do that to the gay community because there are a lot of people in that community that are good people. But that radical arm of the community needs to be defeated. But once and for all, we must defeat them at the polls. We must send them licking their wounds and send them back underground from which they came and they should never come out. They're from the pit of hell, all of them. We've got to get rid of them. Because these people are a cancer to society. We blinked and they came in and they took control of the most innocent people amongst us, our children. And look at what they're trying to do. And when you have governments like New Jersey that are supporting this radicalism, California that's supporting this, and then the folks in Florida that are trying to push it by saying they say don't say gay. And here's the other thing, Andrew, to think about. They're saying, they, the folks on the, uh, the fringe, they're saying, oh, we're not teaching CRT. We're not teaching kids about alternative lifestyle with, about gay. Okay, if that's the case, then you wouldn't mind for a, laws to be, a law to be passed or laws to be passed outlawing it. What's wrong with the, having a law saying that you can't do it? If, you, if it's not being done, then you don't have to worry about it. But see, that's the thing, Andrew. It is being done. They're trying to sneak it in. That's the reason why they're crying out loud and saying, oh, don't do this. We don't want the laws because they know that it's happening. And that is why, Andrew, as you said, when we're doing our prepping, that there are some states that have passed laws against men trans participating in female sports. You want to share that with us? Yes, absolutely. The Pennsylvania House just passed a bill banning transgender women from competing in women's sports teams. Biologically, males and females are different. 
uh, Gleam said during Tuesday's House floor debate, this fat cannot be reversed through surgery or changes in hormones. And uh, I would completely agree. And I believe this is the same state that Leah Thomas swims in. This is bill uh, accounts for K through 12. So uh, it cuts off after high school, but I'm it's a, the right a step in the right direction and they're getting ahead of things because uh, we do not want to see this and I want to see women's sports protected. We want to see protected and we know that the only way to do it is to pass these laws saying that we can't have men participating in these sports. These are not women. That's the reason why they say that they're trans. We can't close our eyes and pretend that they're women. They're not. They want us to. We need to protect female sports. I think that not only Pennsylvania, Andrew, but I think uh, Alabama has passed a similar law. Colorado has passed a similar law. Texas has passed it. And I think Florida might be looking to pass it also. And if, as the right, the left would say, we're not trying to do that, well, then you wouldn't mind laws being passed to prohibit it, just in case someone forgets. And the NCAA, it's, I'm so disappointed. Well, we're going to let each school decide what they need to do. What do you mean let each school do? You are a governing body. You see that there is an issue. You see that these young women who have practiced all their lives in these sports, and now you want some man to come in and to beat them? Now we're coming up on the track season. Now you watch all of these wannabe women, men, will be competing in track, saying, well, I got a right to be here. And they're okay with me being here. They're not saying anything. Well, of course, they're not going to say anything because if they were to open up their mouths, Andrew, they would be silenced. They would be shadow banned. They would be, what word, uh, council culture, they would be canceled. This should not happen. 10 years from now, we will look back at this. Some people will laugh, others will cry, but it was a sad moment in history that we're allowing all this to happen. And why is it happening? Because of the vote, because of Joe Biden. And something else I wanna mention here, since we're talking about this whole thing with these Joe Biden failing and being frailed and fragile and everything. I didn't know that this month, Andrew, is supposed to be Black maternal health for Black women. And it goes along the lines of this, that we're now supposed to, I guess, celebrate Black women, look out for them, because there's a whole media kit about it. Because they're saying that within the Black community, there's a low birth rate. Well, I would venture to say, why are women having abortions, Black women? Why are they so readily available for Black women, abortions? Has anyone thought about that? The Black babies that are being killed? But we're going to celebrate the Black maternal health. Here in New York City, I think it's the, our, one of our, uh, I think she's a, gosh, they have all these crazy names. I think the, the secretary of, not the secretary of health, but someone who's over the health commission in New York City, she's a Black woman. And she refers to white women as being birthing people and black women as being mothers. And this is the same woman who's pushing the COVID vaccine. How did we get to the point that we have legalized segregation in society, legalized racism? How did we get there? Joe Biden, 
Joe Biden and his administration. They have made it legal to discriminate against white women, legal to discriminate against white men, against black men, all in favor of black women. And you know why, Andrew? Because they know that they, being the Democrat Party, the folks on the left, they know that black women are loyal to the party. And if they're not loyal to the party, they're sending them all these little virtue things to make them loyal. They're telling them, look, we care about your maternal needs. We care about you getting a job. That's the reason why we gave you Katanji Brown Jackson. Who doesn't know if she's a woman or a man? She's just a thing, I guess. So we care about you. You look at Joe Biden's administration. He's promoting black women. Nothing about black men. Nothing at all. But I think in Florida, Andrew, there is a group that's putting together a group of men to support fatherhood, Black fatherhood. And I commend them on it because they're constantly talking about Black men not being in the family. And Obama used to talk about this some years ago. But then he realized that, oh, Black men are going towards Donald Trump. Forget about them. Let's just X them out. It's disgusting, Andrew. Completely disgusting. Yeah, you're 100% right. Biden's way of promoting black women is supporting abortion and killing babies. Um, Millions of black babies have been killed over the years through abortion. And it's just terrible. And uh, the black community and uh, everybody hopefully wakes up to Joe Biden and that he's not sincere when he talks about helping them. And he wouldn't even know how to help them or where to start. He wouldn't know how because he has failed, he's frail, he's fragile, and he's feeble. So whenever he comes out to speak, you see all of this, these four Fs. You can't deny it. The media won't talk about it. They'll make you think that he's doing all he can with inflation, which is the worst it has been in 40 years. Larry Sumners, who was in Obama's administration, who is a staunch Democrat, A Harvard professor has come out and said, we are in a recession. Biden is saying we're not. Stephanie Rule of PMS NBC is saying, take the money that Biden gave you and go out and splurge. High gas prices. People can't go to work because of the high gas prices. Food, the cost of food is up. All around you is up. I think it was Goldman Sachs that is saying we will probably have like eight or 10 rate hikes within the next two years because of inflation. Look at mortgage rates going all the way up to 18%. Right now, it's at 5%. Whoa, Andrew, it feels like I'm trying to get the hiccups like you got, (laughs) excuse me. But yeah, it's inflation. All this stuff is happening under Biden's watch. But they're telling us that he's great. They're telling us that the Democrat Party, they're doing so much for us. They're not, they're destroying the country. They're destroying the country that we love. Excuse me, that's what's happening. They are destroying the country that we love. And it's under the rules that Biden, oh, he's he's just this great person. Nancy Pelosi came out and said, oh, we needed him for this time. He's just the greatest. What? She's also failed, frail, fragile, and feeble. I hope, Andrew, people see through this. Yeah, I think she's even older than he is. Yeah, she's old. She looks like she's older. She looks, and, they're, and, they're, and they're reading from the same book, the same book with the four Fs. <laughs> I, I'm serious. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm beginning to sound like them because I thought I had a case of your hiccups. I'm getting all choked up there. But <clears throat> it's, you, you know, when you look at what's happening here, we've been on uh, the America Out Loud platform. We spoke about this in our show the other night. 
a year now. And when you look at some of the things that we've talked about, it's all full circle. It's unfortunate that Trump is not in the White House now. We have this old feeble man there that the media keeps telling us that he's like the greatest thing since sliced bread. And we know that he isn't. We know it. I mean, look at all of the failures. What has this administration accomplished? You go back to when we first started this show on America Outlaw platform, when we first brought it on. What has he accomplished compared to what has he not accomplished? Look at the failures. Afghanistan, 13 soldiers, inflation, supply chain problems. Uh, he has booted edge edge as the transportation secretary who's in a position, he knows nothing about transportation because if he did, he would be working on the airline problems. But he's busy going on maternity leaves, thinking that he'll become the next president. If anybody votes for this guy to be the next president, you are insane. If a black person dare comes out and support this man with his alternative lifestyle and his crazy ways, knowing that he did absolutely nothing in South Bend, Indiana, and you had blacks coming out saying that this guy has done nothing and the media tried to cover it up when he was running for the presidency, shame on you if you vote for this guy. Shame on you. He should not be voted on. He should not be anywhere near the White House, just like Kamala Harris. They forced her upon us, saying that, oh, well, she's a black woman and she's a this, she's a that. She has failed. All these people have failed. Given an opportunity, they're supposed to be the first. Well, when you're the first of anything, you to be at your best. And I remember when Barack Obama, when he became president, like I said, I didn't vote for him. Okay, no, Andrew, you did vote for him. And, you know, and I think it's interesting because people look at us and they say, oh, you guys are just so hardcore conservative, blah, 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 blah. But when you look at the background and you look at some of the things that we've done, we had, you had faith in thinking that Obama could possibly turn things around. But you woke up, Andrew, and you realized that he couldn't. Simply because he was black, a lot was, count, was weighing on him. But as I was about to say, when he was nominated, became the president, his own daughter, his eldest daughter said, I think she was like all of 13 or 12 at the time. She said, you're the first black president. He said, yeah. And she said, well, you better be good. No, we don't hear a lot about that in the media. I can't even find the tape. They've taken it down because they knew that her words were so true. If you are the first, you better be good. I don't care if you're black, white, green, purple, female, whatever, even if you're gay, you better be good. But Obama wasn't. He failed. Joe Biden, the first old decrepit president, failing miserably. But we know Kamala has failed. Katanji Brown Jackson, she will also fail because she was put in a position for the wrong cause because she's a Black woman and not a Black woman who should be in that position. She will fail because Michelle Childs of South Carolina should have been in that position. Daniel Holly Walker should have been in that position. Janice Rogers Brown should have been in that position, not Katanji. So here we are left with a bunch of failures with Joe Biden at the top who has failed or failing, frailed, fragile, and feeble. And the country will pay the consequences for it, Andrew. Yeah, we've already been feeling the consequences of it. Every time you go to the grocery store, you check out at the 
counter, you see how much the prices of everything has went up, even before you check out. I mean, you look to a lot of prices of things. A lot of things I used to buy, it's like, I don't even bother anymore because it's so overpriced because of this Biden inflation that we're seeing. And anytime you get gas, I mean, I'm paying almost double what I was paying under Trump here in uh, the state of Illinois for gas. I mean, it's like 450 a gallon right now. Biden's talking about lowering a dime. What a joke. I mean, he needs to lower it like a dollar fifty for it to uh, be substantial at this point. Um, things are only going to get worse if people continue to vote in Democrats in states like Illinois, states like New York, states like California. And of course, on a national level, if we continue to get stuck with these Democrat politicians, things are only going to get worse before they get better. So uh, 2022, the midterms, let's hope it's the start of big things for uh, the Republican Party in taking back uh, the House and Senate. Thank you all for joining us tonight on After Dark with Robin Andrew. Check us out and all the other shows over at AmericaOutloud.com, who just celebrated its sixth anniversary. You can also find America Out Loud on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, pandora or wherever you download your podcast please like and subscribe we'll see you guys next time and remember stand for something or you will fall for nothing